Drive time, keeping you informed and inspired. We love God. We ought to be able to talk about Him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information. From the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious. It's fun. It's your Catholic drive time. Now here's your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to God. Good morning to you. You're almost there. I mean, just like another day, the weekend is upon you. We can hold out, right? We can do this. We're going to have a great show today. Vigano calls for a worldwide exorcism. Imagine that. Can't see that as being a bad thing. Uh, Simone Biles, Catholic, uh, comes out as pro-choice. What's going on there? Public figure. Will there be a... Will there be a pastoral moment for her pastor? I wonder. Segregation in Atlanta schools? Are they really segregating by race? Hmm. We'll find out. Also, making Catholic men masculine again. Uh, My friend Andy from Orange, Texas is going to be on today to talk about an upcoming Catholic men's conference and the mission of Catholic men's apostolates across our country and the need to get back after it post-pandemic. So it's going to be a full show today. Uh, Hopefully and prayerfully, you'll be able to join us for all or part of it, but we have a lot to jump into. Good morning to you, Janelle. Good morning, Mr. Joe. Just one more morning to wake up. Yes, just one more morning. I say tomorrow you wake up extra early as a sort of a... Like a way to send you off. <laughs> Sounds good. So how about midnight? You show up here midnight, uh, midnight? 30 and, uh, you know, make a, a vigil out of it. All right. How about you, f- you fast from this point until till tomorrow at you when you get off work? Ooh, I don't know about that. <laughs> Come on. You can Ooh. do it. I think tomorrow we'll, uh, we'll have an opportunity for the listeners who want to say goodbye. Uh, have that opportunity in the after show tomorrow. Yes, I'm I think looking that's forward the plan. to that. So. Yes, I'm pretty sure a lot of people are going to call on and try to embarrass me. So excited for that. Well, I have contacted your friends, your family, former high school uh, classmates. They have given me a treasure trove of uh, information to share publicly. Um, It'll probably be very edifying for you, I'm sure. Yes, it'll. it'll, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it'll be great. It'll be great. for sainthood right after. (laughs) (laughs) It's a foretaste of the of the of the judgment that's to come. Yes, when all of our sins are outed. But uh, speaking of which, uh, Adrian Fonseca is here on the ones and twos. Good morning to you, Adrian. Good morning. Good morning. It's good to be here. Praise be to God. Speaking of outing sins, you're saying that you're going to out my sins, or someone else is going to out my, uh, uh, or I'm going to out someone else's sins. Hmm. Um, Which one is it? Because uh, this matters. Uh, options, so, options. Uh, I like having options. Deal. It's good to have extra options. I don't know. We'll have to see. Mm. We'll have to. Uh, we'll have to contemplate that. But praise be to God. We are going to uh, jump into a lot of great stories at fifteen past the hour in the "What's Concerning Us" section. Uh, I'm going through Moynihan's book on finding Vigano. I find it very interesting. Uh, read to learn more about the backstory of Archbishop Vigano. Someone I I once interviewed, and uh, so. To see his uh, call for worldwide exorcism, where's the downside? Hmm. Could you imagine if every priest and every bishop around the entire world uh, uh, fasted, prayed, and uh, prayed an exorcism? Could you just imagine? That would be amazing, wouldn't it? It'd be pretty darn cool. So I'll jump into that, that story in the uh, What's Concerning Us. Simone Biles is a big story. It's breaking across the, the internet's. Uh, uh, Catholic uh, comes out as pro-choice. My body, my choice is her position, it seems. We'll dive into that. So there's a lot of stories to dive into. But And then, again, 35 past the hour, Andy Saunier from Orange, Texas, is going to be on to talk about making Catholic men masculine again. 
making them uh, you know, stand up for their vocation as leaders, protectors, providers, and more. We're going to have a great conversation about, about the need for men's apostolates to get back to Catholic conferences uh, at post-pandemic. So that's on the show today. Let's dive in. There's so much to get into. Praise be to God. Do us a favor, if you can, uh, check out our website. I've, uh, I've made some improvements yesterday to include the fact that we are now live streaming on YouTube. Again, it's good to be back. Praise be to God. Uh, but I posted three videos on our webpage that YouTube has deleted and will not allow. So they are available right on our website, as well as our CDT email insider list, our podcast. Uh, you can watch videos of past segments there and so much more. You can watch live, comment live right on our website, grnonline.com forward slash CDT. That's grnonline.com forward slash CDT. The CDT insiders are supposed to get an email from me today. I may be sharing a four-part series I did on the Jehovah's Witness with a friend of mine back in 2008. So it goes back several years. If I can dig that up for you today, I will send that to you. But all of that is headed your way in the CDT insider email list. So we're grateful to those. Again, grnonline.com forward slash CDT. Let's pray in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of Virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and now the headlines with Janelle Lay. Today is Thursday, August the 12th. Here are your headline news. Reported by the Epic Times, woke ideology harms children, says parents and therapists. Components of the woke ideology that's been spreading throughout the American education system are harmful to children's psychological development, according to experts and parents who've seen the effects firsthand. The experts noted that many of the concerns raised by proponents of the ideology are real. The way the ideology frames the issues, however, is inappropriate for children. The ideology applies a quasi-Marxist analysis, which frames issues of race, gender, sexuality, and others as conflicts between oppressor and oppressed groups. A child is likely to internalize the message as either guilt or victim mentality, both harmful for healthy psychological development. Even for adults, these aspects of the ideology are likely counterproductive, if not toxic, some experts said. The term woke is sometimes used interchangeably with critical race theory, which is the most prominent method that operates within this framework. The polarizing effects of the ideology may prompt rapid changes, one expert noted, but those are unlikely to be wise ones if based on knee-jerk reactions and shaming rather than rational dialogue, another expert pointed out. A professor has seen the negative effects linked to CRT concepts in clinical practice. For white clients in particular, they want so badly to be progressive and to not be bigoted in any kind of way, the professor said, noting almost an obsessiveness in this regard. Also from the Epic Times, the CDC has reported that new data show COVID-19 vaccines safe for pregnant women. New data show no increase in miscarriages among pregnant women who've received an RNA-based COVID-19 vaccine, signaling that the vaccines are safe for the population, a U.S. health agency said Wednesday. 
Centers for Disease Control and Prevention researchers analyzed numbers from vSafe, a voluntary phone-based surveillance system, and found that the occurrence of miscarriages was similar among pregnant women who got a shot at the normal rate. Miscarriage typically occurs in approximately 11-16% to of pregnancies. The analysis found miscarriage rates post-vaccination were approximately 13%. The new analysis said nothing about the Delta variant and emerging data indicating vaccines aren't as effective against the variant as previous versions of the coronavirus. However, officials are still recommending vaccination because they say people who get a vaccine remain more protected against hospitalization and death versus the unvaccinated. The CDC on Wednesday altered its guidance for pregnant women. Therefore, it says pregnant women can receive a COVID-19 vaccine. Now it says COVID-19 vaccination is recommended for all people 12 years and older, including people who are pregnant, breastfeeding, trying to get pregnant now, or might become pregnant in the future. However, the clinical trials that led to the authorization did not include pregnant women. A joint statement from the two organizations and a slew of other groups on Monday also urged pregnant women to get a COVID-19 vaccine, perhaps driving the CDC's changing stance. Still, questions exist concerning long-term effects of the vaccine, meaning the decision to get a shot isn't as clear-cut as the CDC presents. This is a relatively new vaccine, we don't know what the long-term effect might be of a vaccine on the developing fetus, said Lal, an Epic Times contributor and founder and president for, of the Center of Bioethics and Culture. Because of the small sample sizes in the studies, including the CDC's analysis, Lal believes that the data won't be enough to convince women who have been hesitant to get a jab. I'm Janelle Lay, and those are your headline news for Thursday, August the 12th. God love you. The saint of the day is Blessed Vitoria Diaz y Bustos de Molina. She was born on the 11th of November, 1903, in Seville, Spain. She was a laywoman of the Diocese of Cordoba, Spain. She studied as a, at Teachers College in Seville, Spain, and earning her degree in 1923. She joined the Theresian uh, Institute in 1926 and taught school in rural Spain, where she worked at night to educate adults and working women. She founded a library, which was extremely active in her parish, and she organized a Catholic action group. She was arrested on the 11th of August, 1936, by anti-Catholic forces in the Spanish Civil War. She was murdered the next day and became a martyr. She died by being shot in the early morning of the 12th of August, 1936, in a nearly uh, near-abandoned mine near Onachuelas, Cordoba, Spain. She was beatified on the 10th of October, 1993, by Pope John Paul II. Blessed Vitoria Diaz y Bustos de Molina... Pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. The gospel today comes to us from Matthew chapter 18, verses 21 through 19, verse 1. Peter approached Jesus and asked him, Lord, if my brother sins against me, how often must I forgive him? As many as seven times? Jesus answered, I say to you, not seven times, but seventy-seven times. That is why the kingdom of heaven may be likened to a king who decided to settle accounts with his servants. When he began the accounting, a debtor was brought before him who owed him a huge amount. Since he had no way of paying it back, his master ordered him to be sold, along with his wife, his children, and all his property, in payment of the debt. At that, the servant fell down, did him homage, and said, be patient with me, 
and I will pay you back in full. Moved with compassion, the master of that servant let him go and forgave him the loan. When the servant had left, he found one of his fellow servants, who owed him a much smaller amount. He seized him and started to choke him, demanding, Pay back what you owe! Falling to his knees, his fellow servant begged him, Be patient with me, and I will pay you back. But he refused. Instead, he had the fellow servant put in prison until he paid back the debt. Now, when his fellow servants saw what had happened, they were deeply disturbed and went to their master and reported the whole affair. His master summoned him and said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you your entire debt because you begged me to. Should you not have had pity on your fellow servant as I had pity on you? Then, in anger, his master handed him over to the torturers until he should pay back the whole debt. So will my heavenly Father do to you, unless each of you forgives his brother from his heart. When Jesus finished these words, he left Galilee and went to the district of Judea across the Jordan. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. St. Augustine said, I am bold to say that if he shall sin 78 times, thou should forgive him. Yea, if a hundred, and how oft soever he sin against thee, forgive him. For if Christ found a thousand sins, yet forgave them all, do not you withdraw your forgiveness. I want to thank verboom.com forward slash GRN for giving us the tools to dive deep into these passages. That's with a V, V-E-R-B-U-M, verboom.com forward slash GRN. I loved how the Ignatius Catholic Study Bible today linked this particular passage all the way back to Genesis 4.24 and Lamech using the same language. If Lamech is the perfection of evil and sin, which is the sort of the, uh, the point there in Genesis 4, then forgiveness is the antidote. Uh, the other thing I like about Lamech in that reference is the fact that Lamech is the first in sacred scripture to take multiple wives. The implicit uh, uh, response here is that uh, having one wife is the way of God, having multiple wives is the way of the devil. Let that sink in because in the next hour, I want to tell you about how this passage has a lot to do with divorce. That's coming up next hour. But coming up after the break, we're going to dive into an exorcism worldwide. Vigano calls for one. Simone Biles is in the news. Segregation in Atlanta and so much more coming up right after this break. Don't go anywhere. Got a drive time. It's headed your way. Gloryandshine.com, a generous underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. Gloryandshine.com is a Catholic family-owned company making a variety of personal care products ranging from lotions, soap bars, gift boxes, body mist, beard care, and more. At Gloryandshine.com, they state their mission is to, quote, craft every product with deep intention while holding a vision of sharing the gospel. They are good for the body, mind, and soul, unquote. God love you, Gloryandshine.com. Thank you again. It is here where you'll find the best marriage counselor, greatest healer, wisest teacher, and closest friend. It's a place where you'll escape the chaos of the world and find the lasting peace that only comes from God. Jesus is personally waiting to embrace you now with his divine mercy and healing love. Jesus is calling you home to his sacred heart today. 
Howdy, this is Adrian Fonseca, producer of the Catholic Drive Time Show. Heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central and 7 a.m. Eastern, right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. And I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. Real Estate for Life connects home buyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations, offering their clients a faith-based experience. They are online at realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. God love you. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. Praise be to God. Coming up in about a couple of weeks, I'm going to be speaking at a Catholic men's conference in Orange, Texas. And we're going to be talking a little bit about that today, but more importantly, about Catholic men's apostolates that uh, are coming back post-pandemic to to bring back the Catholic men's conference movement, which has been a great thing over the past, I don't know, uh, 20 years or so. It's really there were so many conferences popping up all over the country, and then 2020, and <laughs> it's time to get back at it. And we're going to talk about making Catholic men masculine again through the Catholic men's apostle. That's coming up at 35 past the hour. So many stories in the headline news I would love to jump into. Um, praise be to God. And one of them is Vigano, Archbishop Vigano. Love him, hate him. Uh, either way, there is an interesting story today. Uh, I found this through Catholic Family News, but it's been reported elsewhere. I think Church Militant, a bunch of other sites. Um, Archbishop Vigano has issued a, a call to all of his fellow uh, bishops, his brother bishops, his brother priests, for a worldwide day of fasting, prayer, and exorcism. I find that fascinating. This is a bit of what it says. It says, I ask, therefore, my venerable brothers in the episcopate and priesthood to dedicate the vigil of the assumption of the most blessed Virgin Mary, which is Monday, by the way, uh, to prayer and fasting and to reciting the the exorcism prayers of Leo XIII. I'm paraphrasing a bit there at noon in Rome, Rome time, noon on Monday, the sacramental will be placed under the mantle of the most fearful adversary of the infernal powers so that the choral prayer of the ministers of God will remove from the church and the world the snares of the enemy of mankind, which today there in society, families, individuals, and in a particular way, the faithful of Christ. The secularized world, it goes on to say, and along, and along with it, not a few shepherds will be able to mock this appeal and the exorcism itself, considering it the legacy of a past to be canceled along with the faith of our fathers. But we know well that along, although we are unworthy sinners, a power has been given to us by our Lord, which terrorizes the gates of hell and its servants. In the silence and fasting, which prepares for us for the feast of the assumption of the queen of heaven, let us invoke Uh, the most holy virgin, tremble as an army set in battle array, and St. Michael the Archangel, the patron of the Holy Church and the Prince of the Heavenly Host. Um, This is Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano. Praise be to God. Now, what's interesting about this, what I find fascinating about this is two thoughts. Number one, just imagine Put politics, church politics aside for a second. Maybe you fall in the camp that... uh, 
didn't appreciate Vigano's, um, you know, coming out against Pope Francis, for instance, calling for his resignation. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that felt that was a bridge too far. I mean, many people felt that. Uh, but put that to the side for a second. Maybe you're in the camp that that's in the uh, Vigano for Pope uh, camp or something like that, like the Ukrainian uh, Orthodox bishops did. Uh, put that to a side for a second, no matter where you fall on that spectrum. Where's the downside for every bishop and every priest in the entire world praying exorcism prayers over society? Where's the downside? Where, where could be, what could be wrong? Is there an argument that could be made that would say, well, we, we wouldn't want to do that? I can't seem to think of one, not a single one. To me, this would be a great thing. It would be an amazing thing for the church in unity to come together to pray for this intention. It would be an amazing thing. Just imagine, just imagine the graces that could flow because he, he hits on a nerve here that, I, that I've always been bothered by over the past, uh, I don't know, a uh, year and a half now of, uh, of pandemic response out of our church. Where's the supernatural faith? There's a video that's been flying around the internet of a bishop refusing to give someone communion on the tongue. The bishop was wearing a mask and he was giving he was distributing communion and he and, and a, a faithful came on their knees, they tried to receive and the and the bishop refused him communion. And you look at that and you go, hmm. Why? I mean, just imagine for a second if in Matthew chapter 8. When our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ touched the leper to heal him. Imagine that. What if Jesus refused to touch the leper for fear of a contagion? Just imagine that for a second. First century, you're a leper. You have to wear a bell. You have to uh, segregate yourself from society. No one can touch you. Imagine if you had not been touched and you were ostracized for years, months, years, however long. And then all of a sudden, they touch you. Imagine the emotion that you would feel just from the simple human contact of a touch. Imagine if our Lord, out of fear of being uh, of, of a contagion, of getting sick or worse, refused to touch that person. How much more if Jesus, our Lord and Savior, would touch this leper? How much more should his apostles have that same supernatural grace and faith? Because after all, it is our Lord, second person of the Blessed Trinity, who, who breathed upon them. And gave him the ruah, the breath of life, and made them apostles, and gave them sacramental grace, and told them to fear not the world and those that could kill the body, but to fear him who could take body and soul and cast it into hell. Supernatural grace is the order of the day for bishops and priests. Fear not death, fear rather the long-term implications of lacking in that supernatural grace. And I think this would be an amazing thing. Love him or hate him, either way, what could be bad? Where's the downside in a worldwide call for exorcism, prayer, and fasting on the Feast of the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary? Uh, maybe invite your, your pastor to consider doing it. It could be an amazing thing. Praise be to God. Um, Simone Biles, speaking of Catholics in the news. Now, I know. Major debate. Simone, quit you know, her team in the Olympics, I don't personally care enough about that. I, I wasn't following the Olympics. It didn't interest me. Um, but this does. 
This, to me, is far more interesting. Simone Biles, Catholic, um, lives not far from here, as a matter of fact. And uh, she had a, uh, apparently she came out and, uh, and made a claim that she was pro, pro-choice. And here's a little bit of the article that I found on LifeSite News. Uh, let's see here. It said, uh, let me start from here. It says, I was disappointed to see Simone Biles, who purports to be Catholic, come out as pro-abortion. After asking for unpopular opinions from her Instagram followers on Monday, the gymnastics superstar responded to someone who wrote, abortion is, quote, abortion is wrong, unquote, by disagreeing with her. Quote, I already know this is going, this is her response, I guess. Quote, I already know this is going to start the biggest argument and many uh, may, or she may even lose followers, but I am very much pro-choice, unquote. Biles responded. She goes on to say, quote, your body, your choice. Also, for everyone going to say, just put it up for adoption. It's not that easy. And coming from someone who was in foster care system, trust me, foster care system is broken and it's tough, especially on the kids and young adults who, who age out and adoption is expensive. I'm just saying, unquote. Now, I saw uh, part of this. There was a this was also on Twitter, and I, uh, I also commented on this because she was going back and forth, and she tried to make a, uh, an argument about control, that we just want to control these women who have to make these tough choices. Well, there's several problems here. Number one, um, if you're Catholic, okay, the Catholic faith is not about picking and choosing. You don't get to pick up the catechism of the Catholic Church and decide which of those items in there that you would like to embrace and which ones you don't. There's no cafeteria here. If you're Catholic, you should embrace the Catholic faith in its entirety, its tradition, its patrimony uh, that's been handed down from Christ to the apostles down through the ages to our time. You don't pick and choose. You don't rip out portions, as our friend from Alabama likes to say, and make it the catechism of your personal Catholic church. Okay, no. Yesterday, we had a, we had a trivia question during our Fear and Trembling game show about what, it, what, what do we call that when someone uh, denies a official church teaching? Heresy. It's called heresy. And here is a Catholic who is pub- a public one at that, a public one, denying publicly... Uh, this fundamental teaching, this intrinsic evil, as the church has told us, that, that abortion is an intrinsic evil. There's never a time when abortion is justified or good. Why? Because she seems to think it's about control, whereas, as I pointed out in my Twitter response to her, no, it has nothing to do with control. It's about the human life within the body, it having its own body, and it does not get a choice. The child within the womb is not being asked for their opinion and is not given the opportunity to have life. Instead, it dies a horrific death through the process of abortion. It is not about control of the mom. It is about the life of the child who's not at fault for any of the decisions of its parents. It is about life. The dignity of the human person is so special, so incredible, so good that we believe that there's never a reason to have an abortion, never a good one. And it's troubling to see public figures who are Catholic come out against the church's teaching 
Will there be a pastoral moment? I wonder. I wonder if there will be a pastoral moment here. And um, her pastor might sit down with her and say, is this true? Um, let's talk about that. What exactly do you have an issue with, with the church's teaching? And, and what might we do to help you better understand why the church teaches what it teaches? And, and maybe we can foster an opportunity to have reconciliation because as Christ said in the gospel today, we must forgive. And we, we would love to forgive. We would love to reconcile. We would love to have that opportunity. But people who refuse the church's teaching, even in spite of the invitation to reconciliation and mercy, well, as we heard from the day before, you're to treat them like tax collectors and sinners. So let's pray. Let's pray for Simone. It would be amazing. Could you imagine? It would be an amazing day with people like Simone or Nancy Pelosi, Joe Biden, you name them. Just imagine if we could crack that, that hardened heart and grace flowed and repentance occurred and reconciliation occurred. Just imagine, just imagine that day when they would come out and they, and they recanted their position publicly. They asked for forgiveness for the scandal caused and they called for, for mercy and they called for truth. What graces, what graces would flow from that? It would be an amazing day. And that's the day we should be praying for in, in these circumstances. But let's also pray for her pastor to have the courage to have that pastoral conversation. And let's, uh, let's pray that uh, the faithful hear about that because public scandal requires a public response. There's uh, lots of other stories like segregation in Atlanta school. Really? Students segregated by race? That's insane. Let's pray for that situation. Maybe in the after show, I'll tell you more about that. There's lots of stories I could share with you. But uh, we're going to have to leave it there. After this break, we're going to have uh, breaking news and stories with um, Janelle. And then, of course, we're going to have a conversation about Catholic men's conferences with Andy Sonier. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. The Catechism defines an indulgence as a remission before God of the temporal punishment due to sins whose guilt has already been forgiven. But is it biblical to say punishment remains after God has forgiven our sins and that we can do something to satisfy it? I think it is. For example, David is forgiven of his sin in 2 Samuel 12, but yet must suffer the death of his son. Even Jesus teaches in Luke 12 that the servant who sins without full knowledge will be punished, but in a lesser degree. It is such temporal consequences that indulgences remit. Exercising her power to bind and loose, the church grants indulgences to help her children heed St. Paul's exhortation in Philippians 2.12, work out your salvation. So, is the Catholic understanding of an indulgence biblical? You bet it is. I'm Carlo Broussard with the ready reason for Catholic Answers, catholic.com. Howdy, this is Adrian Fonseca, producer of the Catholic Drive Time Show. Heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central and 7 a.m. Eastern, right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. And I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. Real Estate for Life connects home buyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations, offering their clients a faith-based experience. They are online at realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. God love you. Welcome back to the Catholic Drive Time. I'm Janelle and here are your headline news. Lots of headlines today. Here are some headlines from Church Militant. Archbishop pledges LGBTQ ministry. 
Berlin, Archbishop calls gay Catholics double marginalized. Cardinal gets coronavirus. Cardinal Raymond Burke asks for prayers. Vaccinated spreading Delta variant. Medical expert explains why. Jab endangers teen boys. 14 times more likely than girls to get heart inflammation. Arrest warrants for Texas Democrats. State Supreme Court backs return of fleeing Democrats. And 36 sanctuary cities. Two more cities outlaw murder of unborn children. In other news, from the Epic Times, AstraZeneca vaccine developer says COVID herd immunity is not a possibility. Belize virus will become seasonal. Biden administration orders ICE agents not to arrest and deport crime victims. Mother files complaint against Atlanta school for segregating classes by race. Belarus retaliates against U.S. sanctions. The NCAA hands Baylor probation and fine in sex assault scandal. Los Angeles to create ordinance requiring vaccination to enter restaurants and retail stores. Ohio judge orders man to get COVID-19 vaccine or face jail time. California requires school employees to get vaccinated or be tested every week. Mount St. Mary's University mandates COVID vaccine for all seminarians and students. From shots to clots, considerable medical evidence of COVID vaccine-induced blood clots. Loyola University backs down on COVID-19 vaccine requirement after lawsuit. Conyol Williamsburg aims to tell the queer history of America's founding. In a report from The Blaze, Taliban could conquer Afghanistan capital within 90 days as Biden pulls U.S. troops. PhDs actually the most hesitant to get COVID-19 vaccines compared to all other education levels, study finds. Hawaii reinstates COVID-19 restrictions on businesses and public gatherings. Toy company Mattel apologizes after their Asian Olympics Barbie is accused of not being Asian enough. Nicaraguan Archdiocese warns that conditions for free elections don't exist. And from Life News, newborn baby abandoned in an alley saved from death one day before garbage pickup. From the Epic Times, European Union reviewing new possible side effects of mRNA COVID-19 vaccines. Experts in Europe are probing three newly reported conditions that appeared in people who received a COVID-19 vaccine built on messenger RNA. The European Union's drug realtor said on Wednesday. The safety panel of the European Medicines Agency is reviewing post-vaccination cases of arrhythmia multiform, a skin condition that leaves people with round lesions, a type of kidney inflammation called glomerulonephritis, a nephrotic syndrome, and a kidney disorder. The cases were reported among people who received a Moderna or Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine. They were reported in Endra Vigilance, a system the agency uses to detect possible side effects and medical literature. MAA officials described in documents posted to the agency's website on Wednesday that the number of cases is small. The agency's safety panel, formerly known as the Pharmacovigilance Risk Assessment Committee, is assessing the reports and has requested information from the companies behind the jabs to support the assessment. 
And those are your headline news for this morning. God love you and have a good Thursday. Praise be to God in all things. Thank you, Janelle, uh, for keeping us up to date. Uh, joining us right now via Zoom chat is Annie Sonier. He is uh, one of the organizers of a men's conference coming up August the 21st in Orange, Texas. Um, and we want to have a conversation about this event, but beyond this event, the, the greater scope of the Catholic men's conference movement that uh, probably took a pretty good pause during 2020, but but either way, it's coming back. Praise be to God. Good morning to you, Andy. Thanks for being on. Good morning, Joe. Thanks for having me. Yeah, praise be to God. You know, it's an interesting opportunity to discuss uh, the men's Catholic conference movement. You know, I think it of the last 10, 15 years, it really started to grow quite a bit across our country. I, I had the, I've had the great opportunity of speaking at many Catholic men's conferences around the country, and there's some massive ones, and there's some small ones, uh, but it's been a blessing to see uh, the growth. But I imagine 2020 really crushed a lot of those uh, movements. Tell me about yours. How have you fared over the 2020 lockdown? Uh, you know, this will be our fourth annual uh, event coming up. Uh, this past year, we did take a hit because of COVID. Uh, uh, most of the conferences went to vir- strictly virtual, but we were, uh, we the timing of ours uh, was fortunate because things started loosening up a little bit. So we were able to have like, uh, I think we had 67 men uh, that were socially distanced. Uh, and we had Bear Wozniak that came in from uh, Hawaii that, uh, that put on a great presentation uh, on the on the virtues, but uh, in the past we we started out uh, with your friend and mine, uh, Deacon Harold Berksivers, mm-hmm. did our original conference, uh, and then uh, we followed that up the next year with uh, Father Larry Richards, and then uh, this past year was Bear Wazing. This year is the first year that we've gone to a multi-speaker format, and uh, we're really looking forward to it. Uh, we've got a lot of great stuff in store for the men on uh, August twenty-first. Wonderful. Praise be to God. You know, I discovered last year um, in my travels for work, uh, and I was going to events, that by September, I think it was by September, late August, September, I was one of the uh, first uh, in-person events I was going to, and the people were so happy to be together. They were they were sick and tired of virtual events, and I I actually participated in uh, in a big men's event last year, a virtual event, and and that was great and all. But there's just nothing like being in the room with a bunch of other knuckleheads, also uh, stumbling through this plan of, of growing in grace and becoming better men. Uh, there's just something unique and special about that, wouldn't you say? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we're all we're all cut from the same cloth. We're all knuckle draggers, knuckleheads, whatever you want to say. We're all clowns riding in the same bus. But we have to have that desire to want that personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And we want, we need to have the want to excel as Catholic men and to be the leaders in our community and uh, to do the things that God called us to do. Mm. You know, one of the big challenges uh, in my work is in Catholic ministry over the past, uh, I don't know, many years, but the, 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 the issue of emasculation, it's real. Yeah. So many of us guys raised emasculated, uh, raised to be self-serving, raised to be sort of uh, effeminate in many ways. And and as adults, we're just sort of figuring out like, oh, wow, this is like, I didn't even know that this was a problem. Now it's a problem. Uh, And I find that that's one of the main main opportunities we have at Catholic Men's Conferences is to inspire the men to face that and to try to overcome it, wouldn't you say? 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, one of the growing concerns that I see is, uh, especially since we've returned after COVID, going back in the church, is the uh, the single mothers that are out there in, in the uh, congregation, or they appear to be single mothers because, you know, dad's not there. Dad's somewhere else. Dad has something else better to do. But you see a lot of women there with their children, uh, but the man's not present. Uh our culture has evolved in such a in such a negative way, uh, you know, towards masculinity over the years, and it, it's uh, it's very disheartening to see. Uh, you know, I'm in my mid fifties, and I I remember when I was a kid. You know, it was a it was a nuclear family that was there in church: mom, dad, kids. Kids sat between the parents, and you know, there was it was. It was it was beautiful back then. Now it, you see you see less families, and it's uh, it's just so disheartening. I also think uh, men need to stand up for truth, right? Men need to oh, yeah. have men, men need to be the defenders, the protectors, the leaders, the providers for for truth and for the faith in society. Too many men aren't standing up for what is right in the face of what is wrong. And uh, and these are again, I think they're wonderful opportunities to inspire the men to have that seed of courage. Um, it's a difficult thing for guys to overcome that. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, you know, as, as Catholic men who are living the faith or doing our best each day to live the faith, we have to go out and set the example to others. You know, uh, and men will follow that. But the one thing we have to do is we have to we have to find and reach men where they are. You know, to get guys to come to this conference, you know, they're not just going to jump in the boat. You go fishing, you, you set a hook and you don't just uh, think, that, you know, the fish is going to do all the work for you. You have to do you have to meet the men where they are. And it's, it's, it's inviting them to a cup of coffee or inviting them uh, just to conversation. And yeah. or, when guys, when or, guys will open up too if, if you get if you reach them where they are. And I think men on a mission are inspiring to others. Which is why we, we bring in the speakers that we do, right? I mean, uh, the Deacon Harold Burke Sivers of the world. We love, we love to see men who are uh, passionate, on fire, men who are on a mission. They inspire the rest of us to action. Uh, and, you know, part of this men's movement is, is, um, is getting men to be a part of the action, which is w- one of the reasons why here at this show, we, we tend to interview people like from the TFP, for instance, because they're always men on a mission. Um, if we know a guy, who is lethargic in their faith, complacent in their in their masculinity? What an opportunity to just extend an invitation! I find these men's conferences are challenging, but they're also pretty inviting and welcoming too. It's it's yeah. it's not it's low hanging fruit in many ways, right? Right. Yeah. We, we try to we try to have as much fun as we can, but we're also there to hear you know uh, the message of truth. Yeah. And sometimes truth is hard to swallow. Yeah. If, if you if you hear it from from Deacon Harold. You're going you're going to you're going to hear it. <laughs> you're going to hear it. All right, hold that thought. Hold that thought. Andy Sonier is our guest. He is an organizer of a Catholic men's conference coming up uh, uh, pretty soon actually. I think uh, week after next, uh, August the 21st, 7 a.m. out in Orange, Texas. I'll be there, but after this break we're going to talk more about it. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton minute. Have you ever heard someone say, I want a religion that is not so dogmatic? Well, G.K. Chesterton says a religion that is not dogmatic is not a religion. A religion means something that commits a man to some doctrine about the universe. 
Anyone who believes anything is dogmatic. In fact, Chesterton says a teacher who is not dogmatic is not teaching anything. And if you think about it, a doctor who's not dogmatic is not who you want prescribing medicine or performing surgery. An auto mechanic who's not dogmatic is not going to be able to fix your carburetor. We want professionals to have specific training, but specific training means embracing very specific ideas. And yet we want a religion that is not dogmatic, as if standing before God is less important than repairing our car. Want more than a minute? Visit Chesterton.org. Hi, Joe McLean here, host of the Catholic Drive Time. Heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central, 7 Eastern, right here. And I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of the Catholic Drive Time. Real Estate for Life connects home buyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations. Real Estate for Life offers their clients a faith-based experience. Real Estate for Life is online at realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. God love you. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McLean. Praise be to God. Uh, ChristinU.info is the website for this upcoming conference in Orange, Texas. Now, many of you listening may, you know, may, maybe you're like, ah, that's too far for me to go. I can't go to Orange, Texas. Well, you could if you wanted to, but I get it. Uh, where's the one near you is the question. Do you even know? what the closest Catholic Men's Conference is near you. Uh, maybe you ought to figure that out. Search for that. See, see where the opportunities are. Make plans to go. And even if it requires a road trip, then I would encourage you to do that. I'll never forget 2004. The, uh, the first Boston Catholic Men's Conference was going to be a huge deal. At the time, I lived up in New England, and we put together a van full of guys, and we drove down uh, Jim Caviezel was there. We, the Passion of the Christ had just come out. I sat 10 feet from him. Uh, the, car, the Cardinal, O'Malley, was like five feet down from me, sat there the whole day, the entire day, all of the presentations. There was a massive crowd. The next year, it was even bigger. It was, it was crazy. But there are men's conferences somewhere near you, and by the grace of God, they're getting back together, getting away from this only virtual uh, thing, and actually being in the same room. That's an important part. Men getting together, and uh, iron sharpens iron, as they say. Welcome back to the program, Andy Andy Sonier. Thanks, Joe. So, let's talk about specifically your event for a moment, and talk about the theme, the speakers, what you hope to accomplish. Tell us about that. Yeah, this again is, a, is our fourth annual conference. Um, we've, we're blessed to have our, uh, our our newly ordained bishop uh, David L. Toops, who will who will open up our conference with mass uh, with the other priests that are involved in, in, in our conference to can celebrate with him. And he's going to have a wonderful extended homily. It's going to uh, he's going to deliver a knockout message as he always does. We're so blessed to have him. Uh, our other speakers, uh, besides yourself, you're scheduled to give two tremendous talks. Can't wait to hear hear your messages. But uh, Father David Michael Moses from uh, from your diocese there in uh, in the Houston area, he's in Fulcher at uh, uh, Saint Faustina's. Saint Faustina, that's correct. Saint Faustina's in Fulcher. Uh, he's a young, dynamic uh, priest that's uh, 
he's he's got a wonderful message to give. Uh, also, uh, one of our newly ordained priests from our diocese of Beaumont here, uh, Father Anthony McFarland, will be one of our speakers. And last but certainly not least, my pastor, Father Sinclair, who is going to deliver a, a very powerful message on uh, on the Eucharist and the the truth of the Eucharist. Well, and the theme? What's the theme? Uh, the theme is a, uh, a city. Uh, you are a city, a light, uh, placed on a hill. Uh, I can't. I'll have the, the quote right in front of me, but uh, it's a. Uh, it, it's it's about you being a beacon of light for other men to follow. Mm. Uh, uh, be an example. Be an example as, as a Catholic man, and uh, be that light. Be that light of Christ for others. You know these these events. I can't speak highly enough about them because they're great opportunities. Uh, to invite a friend. You know, I'll never forget. I think it was 2013. I was speaking at the Worcester Catholic Men's Conference. There was, I don't, there's a few, several thousand men involved. It's at a major, uh, like a, a theater auditorium, downtown Milwaukee. And two things that were super cool about that event. Number one, uh, there was a guy who came up to me afterwards and he was so anxious to talk to me. There was uh, I was talking to some other men, but he was like hounding me, and he he kept pointing to a guy behind him, and he and he kept pointing to him, and he said, he said this guy here has been inviting me to this this event for years, and finally I said yes this year, and you have confirmed why I was supposed to be here. You just told my story of rebo- brokenness and redemption. It was a powerful, I mean, I, I was, you know, getting emotional, he's getting emotional, but that is a very common thing uh, at Men's Conference. The other thing that happened at that event that year was uh, halfway through the day, the conference stops, pauses halfway, and all the men, I can't remember how many thousands, there were several thousand men there, halfway, we all go out to a Eucharistic procession downtown Milwaukee. Wow. <laughs> and it was the most amazing thing to see uh, all of these men uh, united together, following our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in the Blessed Sacrament, processing through the streets of Milwaukee, people stopping on the side of the road, cars stopping mid-traffic. What, what in the world? The, the, the visual of yeah. Catholic men being together as men in, in, in unity and in service to the Lord having a witness, a public witness of that incredible faith to the society at large is a powerful thing. It makes people stop, pause, and, and, and wonder, and imagine what an opportunity that is for evangelization. I have to imagine you have some stories from your own uh, apostolate. Oh, gosh, yes. I mean, there, there, there's been so many different uh, instances. Uh, you know, Father Larry Richards has been a very strong influence on me over the last four or five years. Uh, and uh, we've had some great encounters uh, together, and he is such a uh, driving force in, in, in bringing men uh, out of the darkness and, and, and into the light. And, and, and you know, we're going to have uh, a lot of priests at our retreat that are going to, I mean, at our conference that's going to be hearing confessions throughout the day. So, uh, you know, we hope that we have, you know, some men there that have maybe fallen away from the church for, for quite some time. And, and this is like a, a welcome back for them, you know, for a, kind of a springboard back into the faith. Mm. Uh, you know, we hear guys at, at these conferences that, you know, that go to confession for the first time in 30, 40, 50 years. Yeah. 
you know, and that's that's what makes this conference a success. You know, is is those type of stories. You know, and, and they and they hear them tell about it later. You know how how that conference you know changed their life. It brought them back into the church, and that's that's what this is all about. Yeah, those are the those are the best times, aren't they? They're the best, uh, most incredible opportunities at these events. Is the confession. Uh, adoration, Holy Mass, we love those things at these events, but confession, I can't, boy, that was another thing about the Milwaukee Conference, now that I'm remembering, um, I was packing up, it was the end of the day, conference was over, and I'm packing up all my stuff from my booth and and heading home, and and a guy came up to me, and he was, he was older than me, and he said, because I I, I made confession a big part of my, my, my talk at that event, and he said, because of you, I just confessed something I was holding on to since the Vietnam War. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that literally leveled me. That exactly. That leveled me. It was so powerful to hear this man um, let go of something he had been holding on to since the Vietnam War. Um, what an wow. opportunity. So again, I want to challenge everybody listening. Maybe there's a, maybe, maybe there's a late, uh, you know, a lady out there who's like, well, I wonder if I can get my husband to go to a men's conference or my son or brother or what have you. Um, or maybe there's a guy out there who hasn't been to anything like this ever, or maybe it's been a while. Um, find one near you. They do exist. There's tons of conferences all over this great country. I've spoken at so many conferences, East Coast, West Coast, overseas. Uh, they do exist, and they are getting back to it. Praise be to God. Find Guys, them. It's really simple. There's nothing that you have to do when you get there other than find a place to sit and just enjoy yourself yeah. because you're going to hear great stories. You're going to hear great uh, uh, praise of Jesus Christ, and you're gonna you're going to find something in that conference that appeals to you. But there's nothing to prepare for. You don't have to be in any certain point in your life. Just show up, get a ticket, show up, and enjoy it. There's nothing to do to participate. You just you do what you need to do when you're there. Yeah, amen to that. All right, so let's go over the uh, the, the the actual details of your event, the day, the time, the schedule. Sure. Tell us about those. Sure. Uh, it's Saturday, not this Saturday, but the next, the 21st. Uh, we are at St. Francis of Assisi Catholic Church in Orange, Texas. The address is 4300 Meeks Drive. It'll, if When you buy your ticket, it'll give you the address. Uh, we begin at 7 a.m. The doors will open for check-in. Uh, 8 a.m. We'll have our mass. Then we'll have a little social hour, uh, coffee and donuts. And then our, our speakers and, pre- and presentations will begin after that. We'll have, uh, in fact, you're going to be the first presenter, Joe. And uh, no pressure. You'll be followed up. You'll be followed up with uh, Father David Michael Moses. Uh, we'll have another break. Father Sinclair Ube will give a talk. Then we'll have our lunch. We'll have a catered uh, box lunch uh, in an hour break there. Uh, then Father Anthony McFarland will come in and give a speak uh, a speech or talk rather. Uh, we'll also have midday prayer for liturgy of the hours. Joe, you'll have another talk in the afternoon, another, and then a, another break. We'll have a Divine Mercy Chaplet uh, led by Deacon Keith Abair at uh, about 2.15. Uh, and Father David Michael will close us out with the last talk of the day, 
And then uh, by 3 p.m., we should be out of there. And uh, you should be heading back home to your families. And, and uh, you still got half a day to go fishing or do whatever you want to do. <laughs> <laughs> half a day. By 3 o'clock, it's bedtime for us on this show. <laughs> We're already taking I'm At least I am. I'm taking a nap by 3 o'clock. Praise be to God. But it's going to be a great day. I'm looking forward to it. I'm So I'm giving two talks. My uh, first talk is going to be on leader, protector, provider. And my second talk is going to be on leaving no man behind. Uh, talks that I've given many times in the past, retreats and conferences. So I'm looking forward to doing that again at your event. Uh, again, the website for this particular event is ChristInYou.info. ChristInYou.info. Highly encourage you to share that with your friends and your family. Encourage a man to uh, to consider to come to this event. Uh, but if you if you're in uh, let's say Massachusetts, maybe you're in New York or Ohio or Maryland or Virginia, Florida, Alabama, wherever you are, I guarantee there's a men's apostolate near you running a conference or retreat or something. Get Let plugged in. Real get quick, involved. Joe, if you don't mind. Sure. Uh, Catholic Men's Leadership Alliance is, an, is a national organization that is built for these type of events. If you go online, search Catholic Men's Leadership Alliance, you should be able to locate a conference near you no Amen. matter where you are. Amen. Well, praise be to God. Andy, thank you for your time today. We're very uh, grateful for you being on the program. The website, again, is ChristInYou.info. And we would be grateful if you'd share that widely. But, Andy, God bless you. God love you. Have a great day. We'll see you in two weeks or two Saturdays, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, uh, August the 21st. And that is going to do it for the first hour of Catholic Drive Time today. Praise be to God. If you can join us in the next hour, we would love to have you. Uh, We have our Fear and Trembling Game Show coming up, and prizes are at stake. Your next three opportunities to get in on that will be coming up. You can watch us live, hang out with us right on our website, grnonline.com forward slash cdt. Don't forget to sign up to the email list. I'll be sending out unique and special content just to the CDT insiders today in your inbox. You can join that right on our website, grnonline.com. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. Why do Catholics call Mary the Queen of Heaven? Doesn't God rebuke the Israelites in the Old Testament for worshiping a false goddess called the Queen of Heaven? Should we not refer to Mary with that title, therefore, since it's a title of a false god? In Jeremiah 7, verse 18, God is indeed upset with the Israelites for worshiping a false goddess called the Queen of Heaven. However, just because God rebuked them for worshiping the false Queen of Heaven doesn't mean that we cannot pay honor to the true Queen of Heaven, the Blessed Mother. That type of thinking would lead you to believe that just because people worship a false god that they call God, we therefore should not call the true God by that same name, God, because that's the same name the idolaters use for their God. That is faulty logic and it makes no sense whatsoever. Again, the fact that there is a false queen of heaven does not lead to the conclusion that we worship a false goddess when we call Mary the queen of heaven. Just as the fact that there is a false God does not lead to the conclusion that we worship a false God when we call our Father in Heaven God. And there is a true Queen of Heaven. We see this quite clearly in Revelation 12 verse 1. And a great portent appeared in Heaven. 
A woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and on her head a crown of 12 stars. Let's see. There's a woman. She's in heaven. And she has a crown on her head. I could be wrong, but I don't think that's the cleaning lady. No, it's the true queen of heaven, Mary, the mother of the male child who is to rule the nations. We do not worship Mary. We honor her just as Jesus honors her. So there is absolutely nothing wrong from a scriptural point of view in calling Mary the queen of heaven and in honoring her just as Jesus honors her. After all, if Jesus is the king, then Mary is truly the queen mother of heaven. A beacon of truth in a troubled world. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul. Glorianshine.com, a generous underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. Glorianshine.com is a Catholic family-owned company making a variety of personal care products ranging from lotions, soap bars, gift boxes, body mist, beard care, and more. At Glorianshine.com, they state their mission is to, quote, craft every product with deep intention while holding a vision of sharing the gospel. They are good for the body, mind, and soul, unquote. God love you, Glorianshine.com. Thank you again. Welcome to your Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. We love God. We ought to be able to talk about Him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information. From the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious. It's fun. It's your Catholic Drive Time. Now here's your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to God. It is... uh, it is almost, it is almost Friday. I'm watching Myra on the comments over here on the live video stream. She's like, good morning. Happy Friday, Junior. <laughs> it's not Friday. It's Thursday. Are you, is, or is Thursday called, I don't know, whatever. We're close, though. We're like one day away, praise be to God, which means we're also one day away from Janelle's last day on the Catholic Drive Time team. Uh, good morning to you, Janelle. Good morning. Uh, are you happy? Are you sad? How do you feel? Um, a little bit of both. I'm, I'm very, I've been very happy with uh, what uh, I've been through uh, the past two months and a half or so. It's been a joy. It's been a great experience. And I'm a little sad that I'm leaving. But I'm also, there's that peace um, knowing that uh, someone great is going to be taking my place soon. Yeah, praise be to God. And we'll be announcing that uh, soon enough, uh, But uh, so stay tuned for that. But tomorrow, I think the plan is, if you would like to say goodbye, wish uh, Janelle well and pray for her, that kind of thing. Uh, tomorrow, during our after show, we may open up the phone lines and give you an opportunity to call in and, and do that. I know some people said they may even show up to the studio, so <laughs> we'll have to just wait and see how that goes. But uh, we just wrapped up a great conversation with uh, Andy Sonier, who is running a Catholic men's conference that I'll be speaking at coming up on August the 21st in Orange, Texas. I'm looking forward to giving two talks there. Uh, so uh, it's going to be awesome. Praise be to God. But again, as I said last hour, there are a lot of men's conferences available all over the country. Find one, get plugged in, share it with friends and family. It's time to uh, it's time to get the get the movement cranking again. So praise be to God for that. Speaking of cranking, Adrian Fonseca is here cranking on the ones and twos. Good morning to you, Adrian. Cranking or cranky? Sure, why not? Those are, those are very important yes. distinction that needs to be made there. Yes. Did you stutter? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm where's just the lie? I'm just saying. Uh, well, yeah. you know, it is what it is. But, you know, nonetheless, it's still good to be here. Still, cranky, still, cranky or otherwise. It's still Or good cranking. Yeah. In both ways, I'm still good to be here. Mm-hmm. I'm, mm-hmm. Still, I'm looking forward to the weekend. What are you going to do? I'm flying out to Ohio. 
Ohio. Hopping on a plane and heading over Cincinnati. Wow. And uh, going to go see the Dominican Friars of the Eastern Province. Their novices will be making their vows. Uh, and the new novices were just habited last week on uh, the Feast of St. Dominic. Amazing. So Praise be to God. So your, your, your old uh, stomping grounds. Yes, so the uh, the friars that were that I was in the novitiate with are making their vows, their their first vows. So I'm excited for that. Are you gonna sneak back in and look at your old room? Uh, probably not. Uh, I have. They probably have the new friars already moved into those rooms. Um, <laughs> that would be awkward. Yeah, that'd be kind of weird. <laughs> they have like 14 uh, novices uh, that just joined this year. Wow, so that's pretty amazing. Yeah, they get a ton of vocations. So praise be to God. Yeah, praise be to God. Well, enjoy that. That's gonna be amazing. Praise God for it. Uh, coming up here at 15 past the hour, we're going to play our Fear and Trembling game show. And by the way, yesterday I spent some time getting the website sort of uh, uh, gussied up a little bit. I added some links at the top of the page to make it easier to find certain things. Like, for instance, uh, finding the game show uh, information where you can just click on the link. It takes you right there. Phone number, rules, all of it. So if you would like to call in early to be our contestant, well, you can do that. You'll sit on hold, uh, or you could simply wait for me to give you the phone number at 15 past. I will be happy to do that. Also on the website uh, is our Catholic Drive Time Insider email list. And if you join that, not only do you get the talk from Father Bill Casey right away in your inbox, but I'll be sending you an email later today with some unique and exclusive content just for the CDT insiders. I try to do that every Thursday around lunchtime, so be on the lookout for that. But uh, So joining the email list now gets you in on that. And I think I'm going to be sending, I'm going to look, see if I can't find it, but in 2008, I did a four-part series on the Jehovah's Witness with a friend of mine and how to respond to them, what they believe, all of that. And uh, if I can dig that out, that's what you're going to get. Otherwise, I have some other ideas. But uh, that CDT email will hit your inbox sometime around noon. You can also find the podcast, videos. Videos that YouTube has banned from us are also posted there, so you can find that. That's grnonline.com forward slash C-D-T. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. And now the good news with Janelle Lay. Here's something from the Epic Times. Heroism knows no age. World War II veteran receives medal 75 years after it was awarded. Also from the Epic Times, elderly lady stranded on I-85 rescued by state troopers who buy her lunch after ordeal. From the Catholic World Report, South Dakota bishops support conscientious religious exemptions from COVID vaccine mandates. From Life News, Judd rules for pro-life med school student who was kicked out because he opposed abortion. From the Catholic World Report, Pope Francis meets actor who plays Jesus in The Chosen. And also from the Catholic World Report, federal court dismisses lawsuit against Indianapolis Archdiocese. A federal district court on Wednesday tossed out a lawsuit against the Archdiocese of Indianapolis, filed by a former Catholic school guidance counselor fired for entering a same-sex marriage contract. 
Judge Richard Young of the Southern District of Indiana on August 11th ruled that the former Roncalli Catholic High School counselor Lynn Starkey qualified as a minister of religion. Thus, the archdiocese and the school were exempt from federal workplace discrimination prohibitions regarding her termination of employment. Young wrote that the court concludes the ministerial exemption bars all of Starkey's claims. He granted summary judgment to the archdiocese in the case, ruling in favor of their petition to dismiss Starkey's lawsuit. Luke Goodrich, VP and senior counsel with Beckett's The Firm that represents the archdiocese in the case, stated on Twitter that the decision was a big win for religious freedom. Beckett said, argued, He argued that the Catholic schools exist to teach the faith to the next generation, and they can't do that effectively if the law forces them to employ teachers who oppose core aspects of the Catholic faith. From the Epic Times, federal court permanently enjoins Biden admins' transgender mandate. A federal court has blocked Biden administration policy requiring doctors to perform transgender procedures and abortions, regardless of religious or conscience objections. Judge Reed O'Connor of the U.S. District for the Northern District of Texas-Wichita Falls Division permanently enjoined the federal government from implementing the so-called transgender mandate in a ruling handed down Monday. Today's ruling protects patients, aligns with current medical research, and ensures doctors aren't forced to violate their religious beliefs and medical judgment. A victory for common sense, conscience, and sound medicine, said Luke Goodrich, senior counsel for the Bucket Fund. And from Life News, Senate passes budget amendment to ban taxpayer funding of abortions. And lastly, from LifeSite News, Divine Timing, epic film on Latin mass released as Francis cracks down on traditional liturgy. In the midst of what may have been the greatest attack on the traditional Latin Mass in history, Pope Francis's Motu Proprio Traditionis Custodis comes a brand new film showcasing the very beauty of the liturgy Francis says is causing division. The film is called Mass of the Ages and has taken two years to complete. The film's director, Cameron O'Hearn, says he wants more laity and priests to discover the old liturgy and that he rejects the claim that the majority of Latin Mass attendees are causing problems in the church. We want millions of Catholics who have never been to a Latin Mass to see this film and go for the first time, he said. We want thousands of priests to see this and want to start to offer the Latin Mass. O'Hearn said that when he first began attending the treasure that is the Latin Mass, his spiritual life began to grow in new ways. He decided to make the film after Pew Research published a study several years ago that found 70% of Catholics do not believe in the real presence at the Mass. O'Hearn said he is convinced that the Novus Ordo Misse, which was created in the 1960s under Pope Paul VI, is partly to blame for that loss of faith. Their goal with the liturgy was to make it a communal, non-threatening liturgical celebration where they remove a lot of the references to sacrifice and Maritan saints, he said. The liturgy and our priests are not just acting like they really believe. No matter how you really say it, if we're not acting like it and we're not expressing it in its home, which is the liturgy, then Catholics far and wide are not going to believe in it. So we have to make a documentary showing people the beauty of the Latin Mass and then in an also winsome way to show the differences between the Novus Ordo Mass and the Latin Mass. Masses of the Ages premieres on YouTube on Sunday, August the 15th at 8 p.m. EST. You can find the film's website at www.theliturgy.org. That's www.theliturgy.org. Thanks be to God. Keeping you informed and inspired, I'm Janelle. God love you and have a good Thursday.
The saint of the day is Blessed Vitoria Diaz y Bustos de Molina. And she was born on the 11th of November, 1903 in Seville, Spain. She was a laywoman of the Diocese of Cordoba, Spain. She studied at Teachers College in Seville, Spain and earning her degree in 1923. She joined the Theresian Institute in 1926 and taught school in rural Spain where she worked at night to educate adults and working women. She founded a library, was extremely active in her parish, and organized a Catholic action group. She was arrested on the 11th of August, 1936 by anti-Catholic forces during the Spanish Civil War. She was murdered the next day and became a martyr. She was shot in the early morning of the 12th of August, 1936 in, near, in a nearby abandoned mine near Ornachuelos, Cordoba, Spain. She was beatified on the 10th of October, 1993 by Pope John Paul II. Blessed Vitoria Diaz y Bustos de Molina, pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. The gospel today comes to us from Matthew chapter 18, verses 21 through chapter 19, verse 1. Peter approached Jesus and asked him, Lord, if my brother sins against me, how often must I forgive him? As many as seven times? Jesus answered, I say to you, not seven times, but seventy-seven times. That is why the kingdom of heaven may be likened to a king who decided to settle accounts with his servants. When he began the accounting, a debtor was brought before him who owed him a huge amount. Since he had no way of paying it back, his master ordered him to be sold, along with his wife, his children, and all his property, in payment of the debt. At that, the servant fell down, did him homage, and said, Be patient with me, and I will pay you back in full. Moved with compassion, the master of that servant let him go and forgave him the loan. When that servant had left, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a much smaller amount. He seized him and started to choke him, demanding, Pay back what you owe. Falling to his knees, his fellow servant begged him, Be patient with me, and I will pay you back. But he refused. Instead, he had the fellow servant put in prison until he paid back the debt. Now, when his fellow servants saw what had happened, they were deeply disturbed and went to their master and reported the whole affair. His master summoned him and said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you your entire debt because you begged me to. Should you not have had pity on your fellow servant as I had pity on you? Then, in anger, his master handed him over to the torturers until he should pay back the whole debt. So will my heavenly Father do to you, unless each of you forgives his brother from his heart. When Jesus had finished these words, he left Galilee and went to the district of Judea across the Jordan. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. You know, two things real quick that I found fascinating. One, St. Jerome apparently addressing some people within the church of his time uh, who seemed to think that the first servant who got uh, relieved of his massive debt and then choked his fellow servant, that that was the devil. I found that utterly fascinating. Uh, that uh, Jerome would be uh, dealing with that in his uh, commentary on this particular passage. But I want to tell you really quick 
about how Ignatius Catholic Study Bible links this passage to divorce. It's that last sentence of his location coming across the Jordan into Judea, the same place where John the Baptist uh, chastised the king for divorce and remarriage, for deal, for having his uh, brother's con- his brother's wife as his concubine. It's the same place where Moses gave Israel the laws of Deuteronomy. And it would be now after this passage that our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, does away, repeals these concessions from this Mosaic law, from divorce and remarriage. It's a fascinating little a link, uh, little that last sentence. I just find that super fascinating, how much information uh, the commentaries pull out there. Location, location, location. In sacred scripture, it means a lot. But it's time to play the game. It's time to have a little bit of fun and possibly give somebody an opportunity to win some cool prizes. All you got to do is be our first caller at 877-757-9424. That's 877-757-9424. Call right now. You can be the caller. There's a f- wide open phone line. So if you call right now, you get to be it at 877 9424. The game show is coming up next. 877-757-9424. Call now. We'll be right back. We all know children have a natural innocence and a sense of wonder. Yet our world is full of distractions that can pull families in the wrong direction. But with the help of God and a church family, your children can grow in the security of faith, hope, and love. Weekly Mass provides that critical faith foundation needed in life. So if your family hasn't been to Mass in a while, we'd like to invite you home. Discover more at catholicscomehome.org. Protestants like to use James 2, 10 through 11 against the Catholic doctrine of mortal and venial sin. Because James says, whoever keeps the whole law but fails in one point has become guilty of all of it. But James can't be denying the doctrine of mortal and venial sin because in 115 he affirms it, saying that sin in its beginning stages doesn't bring death, venial sin, whereas it does in its more mature stages, mortal sin. The point James is making in James 2.10-11 is that we must keep all the commandments in order to avoid incurring the guilt of transgressing the law. We can't say to the Lord on Judgment Day, Lord, I only broke one commandment but kept the other nine. So James 2, 10 through 11 is simply a misfire in trying to take down the Catholic belief of mortal and venial sin. I'm Carlo Broussard with the ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. For 2,000 years, we've helped the poor and comforted the sick. We've educated generations of children develop the scientific method and college system. We support marriage and human life. Guided by the Holy Spirit, we compiled the Bible. We are the Catholic Church. With over one billion in our family, sharing in the fullness of Christian faith in the church started by Jesus. If you've been away, visit catholicscomehome.org today. Welcome home. Welcome to another round of fear and trembling (laughs) the Catholic Trivia Game Show that helps you work out your salvation by the seat of your pants. It's a 50-50 chance and prizes are involved. Avoid the weeping and gnashing of teeth. Call now to take your shot. 877-757-9424 And now your host 
Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time and Fear and Trembling, the Catholic Trivia Game Show where we have a secret and hidden agenda. But here's what's not secret. The phone lines are wide open. If you called right now, you get to be the contestant, possibly win the prize pack this week, and you don't even need to know the answers to win our game. So the phone number is 877-757-9424. Call right now, 877-757-9424. If you tried to call yesterday, call back. Uh, right now is a great opportunity. First call gets it, 877 877- Seven five seven nine four two four. That's eight seven 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 five seven ninety four twenty four. All right. So here's the deal. There are three things we like to do on the game show. There are a secret and hidden agenda of ours that we don't like to tell people about, but uh, just keep it between us. But we like to teach the faith. Number one. So you might learn something you did not know before. Praise be to God. And then, of course, we like to have fun, and our contestants tend to be a good time. They tend to laugh along with us and be good sports, and we really enjoy that part. And then, of course, we give out prizes. And praise be to God, someone gets to win something cool at the end of every week, and tomorrow is that day. So three chances are at stake right now. If you called 877-757-9424, you can take advantage of that, 877-757-9424. But uh, here's the kicker. You don't need to know the answers to our questions to still win. You could not know a single one and still win. It's that it's that fun. It's possible. And the reason why is because I won't ask the caller. I don't ask you. Instead, I'll ask Janelle or or I will ask Adrian. One of them will be right and the other will be wrong. The caller will have 15 seconds on the clock to make a decision. Who do they trust more? Do they trust Janelle or Adrian? And then every right answer goes into the coffee cup of divine providence to win this week's prize. What could they win, Janelle? They can win a T-shirt and a sweatshirt of their choice from Saint Wave, a shop that sells Catholic apparel, accessories, and stickers. You can visit their shop at www.saintwave.net. That's www.saintwave.net. All right. Uh, Thanks be to God. Now, they got some cool stuff. They They do. They like to be a bit spicy. (laughs) Um, they do, they do, and their shop. Their um, if you look at their store, you can see like there's. It's very aesthetic, very yeah. uh, simple, but it's great. They have t-shirts, like uh, they have a t-shirt with Saint Thomas's Summa Theologica. That's that's pretty neat. They have um, shirts and stickers that say "Make the La- Mass Latin Again." Yeah. They have um, one lots of wonderful things. Praise like I mentioned God. before, they have a um, a. Uh, Baseball cap with a logo on it that says the like, Duray Rames Bible. Cool. That's pretty cool. Well, someone's going to get to win tomorrow. We'll pull out a name out of the cof- coffee cup tomorrow. Uh, praise be to God. So thank you, Saint Way, for your generous support of our trivia game show. All right. Uh, well, uh, praise be to God, Anna, in the studio. You get to be our contestant today. Uh, you are. You have advanced degrees in in uh, trivia. I, I understand. I I do. You I do? do. Yeah. I do. I love it. All right. Well. Uh, let's just see how this goes. You, now I know you hang out with us every day, so you're well aware of. Of how this game works. I'm well aware. And straw poll, who's trickier, Janelle or Adrian? Adrian. Really? Adrian. Really? Adrian. I feel like that's a biased response, Anna. I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, I I think it's clear. Biased or not? I think it's clear by now, Janelle is the trickiest of all the tricky people. Um, And, you know, she, she knows she's been a short timer, so she knows it's now or never, right? Right, Janelle? Are you ready to play, Janelle? I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. Uh, are you sure? Yes. Are you sure? Perhaps. All right, Janelle, can you tell me? What famous Catholic Spaniard discovered Florida? 
Discover Florida. 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 Um, I do believe that was Hernando Cortez. Hernando Cortez. Yes. Hmm. Maybe. Uh, sounds reasonable. It's quite possible. Yes. But let's just see. Uh, let's get a second opinion here from uh, Adrian the Innocent. Uh, Adrian, can you tell me what famous Catholic Spaniard discovered Florida? I already know. It's Ponce de Leon. Ponce de Leon? Uh-huh. You know that. You sound very confident. I'm certain. You are certain. I have a moral certainty. You do. Moral certainty? Mm-hmm. Instead of a historical one? No. Okay. Okay. Let's see here. Uh, Anna, I'll summarize for you, but uh, Adrian says it's Ponce de Leon, whereas Janelle says it's Hernando Cortez. 15 seconds on the clock. Who's right? Who's wrong? Anna, what say you? I'm going to go with, uh, let's see, Janelle. Are you sure? No. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Uh, Trigger finger over there. (laughs) Actually, I was a little slow. I was like, oh, wait. (laughs) Hernando Cortez was the guy who conquered Mexico uh, for Our Lady. Nice. And uh, and kicked out the serpent. Uh, there should be a Hollywood movie made about well, I, him. Well, I knew Ponce de Leon it, it was uh, I fled there when he was searching for the uh, Fountain of Youth. Ponce de Leon. Now, it's a fascinating fact. The very first mass said gold. in in uh, in what is today called America, United States, was in Saint Augustine, Florida. Yeah, praise be to God. Well, all right. So there's still an opportunity here, Janelle. There's still an opportunity. <laughs> the second question. Uh, we're going to go to Adrian. Adrian, are you ready? Oh, yeah. Adrian, can you tell me? Second. C. <laughs> uh, uh, 72. What? Right. What is a place called that has been approved by the Vatican permitting devotion and used for pilgrimages? What do we call a place that is uh, approved by the Vatican, permitted for devotion, and used for pilgrimages. That'd be a basilica. Is it now? Yes, sir. Basilica. Basilica. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Janelle, can you tell me, what is a place that's uh, been approved by the Vatican and uh, is used for devotion and pilgrimage sites? What do we call that? I do believe that's called a shrine. A shrine? Yes, a shrine. I think I've heard of that word before. Shrine? Yes. Mm, like a shriner? I've also heard of basilicas. No. Seems like <laughs> seems like a, a Freemason thing. Uh, huh. I, I don't know, Adrian. Uh, so here's the deal, Anna. Uh, Janelle says it's called a shrine, but Adrian says it's a basilica. 15 seconds on the clock. Who's right? Who's wrong? Anna, what say you? I'm going to go with Janelle. Are you sure? No. <laughs> Got it. What are you doing? No. See how ruthless they are, Anna? Do you, do you, do you see what I've been dealing with no. now for quite some time? Um, yeah, it's in fact a shrine. Now, you can, I mean, basilicas also are pilgrimage sites, are they not? Yes. So it's still, you can they still do that. Be. Technically, you can get a plenary indulgence every time you visit a new church. Uh, so that's great. Okay. But uh, shrines, that's uh, uh, visit some shrines. There's plenty of shrines around, so check them out. All right, Anna, you're in the cup. Praise be to God, you could win. And uh, hopefully, if it be God's will, it'll happen tomorrow. But we have one more chance to double your opportunity, to double your chances of winning the prize. Let's see if we can't get this done. Janelle, we're going back to you. Janelle, can you tell me, what two conditions permit a Catholic to gamble without committing a sin. Two conditions? 
two conditions that permit a Catholic to gamble without committing a sin. Okay. Um, I'm going to say that cheating must be absent and the money that is staked is not required to support the self or the family. Huh. Yes. Seems reasonable, huh? It does. It seems yes. very straightforward. So ch- they can't be cheating. No. So no cheating. Ca- counting cards is like an example of cheating. Yes. Uh, you look like someone who could probably count cards. <laughs> Do they let How you, did you know? in Vegas? I wonder. I wonder. Um, oh, and mon- the money you're using has to be like extra. You can't need to pay yes. the mortgage or buy groceries or get a Yeah. Right. Okay. Adrian, can you tell me what two conditions are required uh, in order to permit a Catholic to gamble without committing sin? Yeah, that's kind of like uh, bingo night, right? <laughs> sure. Uh, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it's gambling. Yeah. High stakes. You know, you have to be over a certain age. I believe the cutoff age is 45. Once you're over the age of 45, you can gamble. <laughs> And you have to be prudent about it, so you can't just be betting all your money. You have to you have to have a reasonable amount that's set aside. So I have to be at least forty-five. Mm-hmm. someday I'll get there. And then, oh. and then you said twenty years ago, my friend. Then you also said, <laughs> uh, "What about what, what was it about the money?" You must be prudent with your money. Prudent with the money. All right. So over the age of forty-five for Adrian, or cheating is absent, and the money can't be needed for. For living expenses, taking care of the family, that kind of thing with Janelle. Who's right? Who's wrong? Anna, what say you? Well, I'm going to go with Janelle. Otherwise, with Adrian's answer, there are a lot of Catholics sitting in Vegas. <laughs> well, there are a lot of Catholics sitting in <laughs> Vegas. <laughs> Either way. A lot of young adults. We're having a gambling night at church. Duh. We should have a whole What's Concerning Us About Vegas someday. I'll, hey, I, I, I work St. Bart's yes. Bingo, so. All right. Praise be to God. Anna, you're in the cup twice. Uh, I, I was told there's phone problems. I don't know. Uh, if you tried to call in today, please call back tomorrow. We'll give you your three chances to get in on that prize before we pull out a name. But that's going to do it for the radio side of Catholic Drive Time today. Praise be to God in all things. If you can join us for the after show, we would love to have you. We will have a live stream on now. I guess we're back on YouTube. Hey, now, the tech oligarchs have allowed us to stream today. Your benevolence, you're so generous. Thank you. So look for us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, but also on our website, grnonline.com forward slash CDT. God bless you. God love you. See you back here tomorrow. for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time, where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and I love you. Who remembers Rain Man? If you've watched Rain Man, raise your hand. 430, 40, 32. 432 matches. 432. Um, Adrian, do you even know what I'm talking about? Rain Man? Rain Man. Yeah, you're talking about the, I think, the movie about the guy who's autistic, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tom Cruise. Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman. Rain Man. Counting cards. Counting cards. Yeah. But there was, a, there was a movie, there's a heist movie about counting cards. What was the name of that one? Uh, I can't think of it. Heist movie. Uh, yeah, it was a heist movie. 
it was uh, these guys going in to gamble and they count oh, cards yeah, and they're trying. Get Kevin Spacey, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't think of the name of it. It was really yeah. good. It was, was a good. good. Movie. And they all got. We're caught. not talking like Ocean's Eleven or anything. No, like no, 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 no. no. Yeah. Ocean's Eleven is good too, though. They were all caught. Um, was it um? Oh, what's it called? Counting? I don't know. No. Now I mean, you see me. Now you can't. No. 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 Twenty-one. Twenty-one. Joaquin for the win. There yeah. we go. Joaquin was fast on that one. He he knew exactly what he meant. That was a good movie. I really enjoyed that one. Hey, uh, uh, how does it feel to be back on uh, YouTube again? You know, I'm just I just want to s- express my gratitude to our oligarchs, to our YouTube <laughs> overlords. I'm I'm incredibly grateful. Uh, I promise I, I will never do anything to violate your policies again. <laughs> I, I'm so I'm sincerely sorry for for the sins that I have transgressed against uh, uh, the YouTube overlords. Yeah, amen. Yeah. You you are come on, man. You're so. <laughs> You're so <laughs> generous. Your benevolences for allowing us to express opinions publicly. Uh, whew, man, forgive us, YouTube, for we have sinned. We have you, sinned. you see the the, the, the sarcasm dripping dripping from my face. Uh huh. I don't know. I have no idea what's up with that. No idea. I don't know what you mean. I am just very grateful. Tammy to- goes, yeah, right. <laughs> Hey, Chris said that was uh, so sincere, Adrian. So sincere. You should get an Emmy, like Cuomo, I think I should. Like Cuomo did. Mm-hmm. I, me and me and uh, Cuomo <laughs> are both equally good actors. That's so right. I mean, it I makes did, sense. I didn't say that. I mean, I just you know, I just said right, you should I get gotta, an Emmy. Like I gotta Cuomo get, did. I gotta wipe that uh, sarcasm <laughs> off my face. <laughs> we need we need sarcasm music. Do we have sarcasm music? I don't even know. Mm, I suppose Probably not. Not. I don't know Probably what not. what would be a good sarcasm music. Let us know. Yeah, I don't. Exactly. I'm trying to think of what would sound good like that, but we, I can't think of anything. Because some people have a hard time knowing when we're being sarcastic. <laughs> like yeah. they're, they're, they're unable to distinguish uh, sarcasm from from straight up talk. William and, uh, William said uh, the sin- the sincerity that Adrian showed is overwhelming. I I'm I only speak sincerely. I am never sarcastic, <laughs> and I've never once said anything that I didn't mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, I get mm-hmm. so confused all the time in the studio because I don't, I can't tell when Joe or Adrian are being like honest or sarcastic a lot of times. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, like, poor, Ooh. poor Janelle. Me and Joe were just like batting her around the other day. Uh, Joe was like going off. Yeah, uh, Janelle, you got to book this guest. It's gonna be a great guest. It's sister so and so. You got to get in. And uh, Janelle's like, really? And I was like, "No, he's joking. Don't listen to him." And she's like, "She's like, I don't know who to trust." He's jo- Adrian's saying, "Don't do it." Joe's saying, "Do it." I was like, "No, he's joking, Janelle." And Joe's like, "No, no, seriously, seriously, get Booker, Booker." And I was like, "No, Janelle, don't, don't do, do it. it. Don't, don't do, do it." it. Yeah. And, and finally, Joe's like, "No, she's it's a sister pantsuit." I mean, no, yeah. it's fine. Yikes! Yikes! So. Yeah, what's up with that? We got to be old to play bingo. Hey, sis, I'm with you, buddy. Uh, I can't wait till I turn 45 so I can play bingo. Praise be to God. Uh, I'm trying to deliver all my stuff incredibly stoically now. So that way, even though it's like outrageous, it sounds like it's like I'm being serious. Uh, wow. I don't know, man. The dead, the dead, the dead, the dead hand, pan, the, the dead, dead pan. pan. Yeah, the dead pan. I mean, you can play bingo at any time, but you really don't appreciate it till after 45. <laughs> when I was a kid, my mother attest to took this. me to play bingo. She used to play bingo for money at these big bingo halls. Mine too. I was uh, taking a bingo all the she time. She had her own little daubers and the whole deal. Oh, oh yeah. Daubers. Yeah. 
All the uh, uh, all the sheets. Oh my goodness! Well, Ouch. We had the bingo cards. That was shots fired. Chris said, "Yeah, Chance. he said, is Joe lying <laughs> about his age, or is he younger than he looks?'" Wow. Okay. Well, there's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot wrapped up there. <laughs> oh, what He's definitely about? younger than he looks. Christopher. Oh, oh man. Oh. <laughs> Joe's older than my parents. Uh, Chris, no, he's, no he's, Chris, do you need the knife back, or can I just leave it in my back uh, for the next time? You let me know. You let me know, buddy. Eric Rodriguez, good morning to you. Praise be to God. Good Janelle, morning. thanks for stepping in and helping out with the CDT team. You came in clutch when Adrian and Joe got sick. God bless you on both on your journey. Hashtag bingo ballers. Bingo ballers. <laughs> thank you, Eric Rodriguez. Ah, thank you. God bingo love you. <laughs> yeah, thank funny. you, Eric. Absolutely. Janelle has been very, very helpful, especially for me, because I'm going to be honest. I was trying to juggle the uh, sponsors. That alone, that thing, I just like, oh my goodness, having to having to coordinate with so many people, I was driving me nuts. Even though I only had to do it for like two weeks, I, it was it was brutal. It was brutal. So that's like number one on the list of things that I was like, oh, thank you so much, because I did not want to do that anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. Uh, Lori said she hated to play bingo with her grandmother because of all the smoking. <laughs> oh wow! Oh yes. Yeah. Well, go to a go to a casino in Vegas sometime. Oh my heavens! Nah. No, no windows. Uh, it's uh, and I don't know. I, I'll, back I'll, in if the I day. say more, I'll, I'm sure I'll upset a few people who love to gamble and go to Vegas. I I went to I've been to Vegas uh, once. I will never go back. You couldn't pay me enough to go back to Vegas. I disliked being in that city so much. It felt I had to take a shower ten times to, to get the Vegas off. Are you me. saying the yeah. shower didn't make you more dirty in Vegas? I don't. The air is really dry over uh, there. Not, it's, but it's not yeah. that. It's the pornography on the that's littering the oh, street. Yeah. It's the stuff in your face. It's the uh, constant self indulgent uh, environment. Um, now so listen, I, I'm do. not trying to be holier than thou. I'm, I'm really not. But at the same time. Man, that that place felt spiritually oppressive. I, what, what you got to do instead is you have to have a gambling night at church. Huh. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. We're having one at, uh -huh. at my church in uh, two weeks. Are you? Mm -hmm. Oh, or, no, no, next Friday. What? Yeah. Wait, seriously? Wait, what's going Tw on? Twenty dollar buy-in. Tw what? All right. Hit me up. Let's go. There's some yeah. Texas Hold'em there. Uh, Texas Hold'em, yeah. All right. <laughs> That's all it is. That's all it is. It's oh, just okay. Texas Hold'em. It's just Texas Hold'em. Yeah. They should come right. and find out for more details. Don't, don't Texas let them go, but you got to Texas Hold'em. Don't, yeah. don't text don't us, let him go. <laughs> but that's, that's what happens to your money. Uh, you have to let it go. Remember what we said about the uh, uh, sarcastic music thing? Yeah. Maybe this, nah, is, maybe this would it. be appropriate for sarcasm. Uh, I don't know about no? that. No? Nah. No? I don't know. Maybe. Come on, man. Oh, yes. When you're being sarcastic, yeah. play that. Like when Adrian was being sarcastic a minute ago. Eric said, uh, hashtag Sin Gang City. Sing it, yeah, it's truly. Yeah, uh, you know, I I uh, was at a conference when I went to Vegas, the the National Broadcaster Conference, which is a hundred thousand people in attendance. It's the most, uh, it's the most well attended conference I think in in the country every year. Um, massive, massive thing, and I, I decided to walk from the hotel on the strip to the conference center, which was I don't know a mile and a half or something like that. And um, man, one Catholic church and. It was hard to recognize, to be honest with you. It's hard. It was hard to convict the building of being Catholic. Golly gee whiz, if anybody had a great opportunity to plant some seeds in the hearts of sinners, might have been that building, if only. There's a Facebook page that I'm a part of. Uh, it's one of my favorite, favorite, favorite mm -hmm. Facebook pages. It's called um, 
uh, tired of ugly churches. And <laughs> and it's uh, and I already it, like where this is going. And it, all it is is people. Uh, I'm fed up with uh, with ugly churches. It's a Facebook group, a Catholic Facebook group with ten thousand members, and uh, all all they do, all we do, <laughs> is post the ugliest Catholic churches we can find, <laughs> and then talk about why it's so ugly. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Adrian seems to think we need to add to our rules on our website. For you the, mean Jesus. For, uh, who did I say? You said Adrian. Uh, where's the lie? Jesus is not Adrian, unfortunately. Tell me the difference between Jesus and, and Adrian. Jesus is cooler than me. Mm, <laughs> that's true. Okay, you got me. Yeah. You're like, crud. I got, I'm stuck in a, in a, between win. a rock and a hard place. So I got, you got to say Adrian's win. cool. You win. I concede <laughs> the point, good sir. Jesus is way cooler, but uh, since uh, the two of you are so close, it's hard to tell sometimes. Uh, but uh, Jesus seems to think we should change our rules on our website for fear and trembling. He seems to think uh, we need to make some sort of legal disclosure. We should get an attorney. Do we know any attorneys? Like my Brent help Haynes? Us? Yes. I could call my friend Brent and say, hey, I need a legalese for our website because uh, some of the answers could cause people to have severe chuckle or violent laughter. <laughs> As yeah, a, as a uh, or a, um, momentarily breathlessness, uh, or from fall from the <laughs> yeah. treadmill and hurt themselves uh, while they're listening to the show. So that's that, that is excellent advice, Jesus. I think we may take you up on that. Praise be to God. Chris wants to know: Is U.S. Teach Chapel among the selection of ugly churches? <laughs> uh, yes, from that, your that lips one, to God's ears. The U.S.T. Chapel from University of <laughs> St. Thomas in Houston gets posted on the ugly churches uh, Facebook page, like. At least every couple months. <laughs> like most churches only get posted once and then it doesn't come up again. UST is a is a recurring guest on yeah. the on the Fed Up with Ugly Churches Facebook page. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh what else? Oh, by the way, um let's see. Christopher Velasquez, good morning to you. Burriers, good morning, Jeff. Good to see you, my friend. Mike K. Thanks for hanging out. Praise be to Jesus. Oh, we're on uh, I'm talking about YouTube here, since we're back on YouTube for the first Weird. time. Uh in a week. Myra, good morning. Praise be to God. Thanks for hanging out. Monica Cortez, of course, Eric and William. Andy's been there hanging out. Uh, praise be to Jesus. Good morning to you all. Thanks for, thanks for coming back to, uh, to YouTube. Who knows how long we're going to be allowed to stay on YouTube, though. Yeah, the video we did with us, I was starting to <laughs> catch up on some backlog. Um, and the, I was posting, I posted the video of um, election audits. And as I was posting it onto YouTube, I was like, wait a second. <laughs> Hold up. I forgot. That's against YouTube's policies, too, to question election results yes. and to question election audits. First so I deleted it thing. immediately. Uh, so you deleted it So it's on Rumble, but you can't find it on YouTube. Yes. So we are posting to Rumble. Um, I wish Rumble was better. It, is, it has some downsides. Uh, we are also backing up to uh, Odyssey, by the way. We did post the Cuba video on YouTube, right? Yes, that one's up. And then the Fulton Sheen one will be up this afternoon. And hopefully the rest will be coming up um, while we're away. So I'm going to have it scheduled to release a video a day. Uh, so that way you are getting stuff yeah. on our YouTube channel mm -hmm. during while and we're away. We're also going to start posting the... Um, uh, Saint of the Days to the GRN online channel. So this channel that we're streaming to right now, we're going to start posting the Saint of the Day clips to that channel. Maybe the Gospel Reflection, if you know, if uh, we get one that's uh, done well. But it's hard sometimes to do the Gospel Reflections because the timing 
you know, we have to hit those breaks by certain times. So it can be sometimes difficult to, to nail them. But I think the saint of the days would be great to post at a minimum. So we're going to try that. Um, praise be to God. Now, if I, I'm also trying to look at a few options. And so yesterday, one of the things that I did was I started doing more research on um, uh, like sort of a capital campaign to do some improvements, technology improvements. For instance, the cameras upgrading from these webcams to HDMI proper cameras that will have much better quality to them and look way more professional. That would include uh, ATEM switcher, uh, three big cameras, and all of that, plus an upgrade to our Castro account, which is by itself some $1,300 uh, a year to, to do that. Uh, which would include well, that would improve uh, I'm hoping it will improve some of the quality issues of streaming directly to our website and I'm trying to also get it onto our app by the way live video streaming there so there's a lot of improvements and we're talking we're looking at it at a minimum of 10 grand I would say uh, to do all of that so that I may be coming to you the audience and asking you for help with that in the not so distant future I will let you know either way <clears throat> if you have 10 grand just off off the cuff Feel free to send it our way. Yeah, praise Adrian, the tonsure. I'll do it. No, we 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 revise that. No, I'm not doing that. Uh, he's wearing the, nope. the garb of his people, mm -mm. of his of his peoples. The garb of his peoples. Yeah, it's a loincloth. Oh. Um. So I offered a kilt. I you were At least say a kilt is fancier. Yeah, I'm not doing that. It's things. a fancier loincloth. I'd rather but... see him with the tonsure than a loincloth. <laughs> yeah, amen. Preach it, sister. Amen to that. that I will definitely that, not that be wearing a loincloth, and I definitely will not be wearing a skirt. I, neither of those things will happen. Uh, I don't know. What, uh, I don't, it's not a skirt. skirt. It's not a skirt. It's, it's okay. a kilt. Yeah, it's a kilt. Turn around, mm -hmm. look behind you. Yeah. Turn around, look yeah. behind That's you. What? Is Saint Michael wearing a? Uh, what would you call that, Adrian? Uh, I'm he's just curious. Probably, I think that might actually be a skirt. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying it's good enough for Michael, but not for you? Yes. Okay. Only Michael can pull it off. Only okay. Michael can yeah. pull it off. Michael if, and all the when other I, When I become an angel, uh, I will wear a skirt. <laughs> when you become when an I angel. become an angel, no, I will wear a skirt. A sk we're giving robes in heaven. Mm. Yeah, but I'm not. But I'm not going to be. Uh, angels wear skirts, apparently. And uh, one day, <laughs> if I ever become an angel, I will wear a skirt. <laughs> if you ever become an <laughs> angel, angel. Uh, of course, everybody who dies becomes angels, right, Adrian? No, nobody oh, becomes an angel. When our God needs that was, another that angel. Was the, uh, that was the joke. Uh, you, we as humans. Don't become angels when we die. We just come now, Adrian. You're breaking the hearts of so when many people When I was like today. nine yes. or ten, I was at a church. Um, like uh, they would have the kids go leave for, during the homily so they could talk, tell the kids because it was in Vietnamese. And the lady who was in charge of the kids group um, was telling all of the kids that you become an angel when you die. And I was like, "There's, I think that's wrong." And like she bashed me in front of all really? the other kids, and I was wow. just like. <gasps> Heartbroken. You I was also, like, oh. but by the way, you also don't become a dog, a whale, a cow. Yeah, they're different species. Yeah, you, I, you, there's a lot of things you don't become when you die. Yeah, it's kind of it's it's a fundamental misunderstanding of what an angel is. An angel isn't dead humans. They are pre-existent, like they existed before everything else. It's the first act of creation of God, and they are. And so, okay, this is a disputed point, but Saint Thomas argues, in all Thomas degree. That the that the angels are each an individual angel, its own independent species, because the thing that unites species 
is the accidents, the physical thing, the uh, the things that they share in common. But because angels are pure intellect and each one is unique, therefore each angel, whether they are of various different ranks and hierarchies of of the and the um, in the <laughs> choirs, they are each their own species. So no, you don't become an angel when you die. There you go. Praise be to God. The only thing I wonder Learns about when we die. Well, that should die, have been a trivia question, I think. The only thing I wonder about when we die is we'll be able to lose weight. So when I was 33, no. I was like. Your arms grow longer, too. No, they don't. That. Yes, they do. You're, and you're I was specifically grow do shorter. Do I need to lose weight now? <laughs> is this the body no, I'm getting? No, that's purgatory. Yeah. Or, you know. That's a good so question, actually. I'll never be taller, ever. Um, I'm going into eternity at five foot. Uh, Christopher Chance says if an angel is a dead human then salvation is pointless. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, whatever is not assumed is not redeemed. It's a principle of theology. Our Lord took on a human nature, which is how he was, how he uh, saved mankind. Uh, he did not take on a dog nature, so he doesn't save dog kind. He did not take <laughs> on an angelic nature, so he's not saving angel kind. He took on a human nature, so he saved humankind. Which is part of the reason why Satan uh, didn't want to accept this, uh, this plan for salvation. He didn't want to accept that God could take upon human form a species he feels is beneath him. Part of his uh, pride is at the stake there. So there you oh, go. that's funny. Chris uh, said, we do not become angels, Adrian. That's heresy. You betcha. The, uh, you betcha. The, uh, have y'all seen the, <coughs> the video of the St. Patrick trying to explain the Trinity to Irishmen? Come on, Patrick. Yeah, yes, it's so funny. It's, See the it's, it's, it's a little immature, but it's fun at the same time. It's so funny. Um, 10 out of 10. What do you think about Vigano's call for worldwide exorcism? Um, yes. <laughs> great. Yes. I mean, it's, it's good, but... Uh, I don't think any extras are going to listen to him. No, I don't, I don't think, think any so bishops either. are going to listen to him either. But could you imagine if they did, though? That'd, That'd be, be really cool. Stellar. That would be so incredible. It'd be like dropping nuclear bombs all over the country. Yeah, all over, all over the, the world. world. Yeah, all over the yeah. world. I mean, just think about the implications of every bishop and priest. But but then, okay, now think about how many bishops and priests were like, "Oh, we can't be doing that." Most Why? Of, I'm, I'm surpri- Why not? I would not be surprised if most bishops don't even believe in demons. That wouldn't surprise me. I can't say I'm not saying that that's true. I'm not saying that I have any information about that. Like, I'm just saying instance, I would not the, be surprised. The head of the Jesuits, you mean? Right. Uh, the head of Jesuits who came out saying that he that the devil is just a symbol of evil. Uh, he retracted the statement after being corrected. Of course, I don't know what he what his <laughs> interior disposition is. Uh, I'm not going to comment on that. But the um, the truth is, uh, I would not be surprised in the slightest. If it turns out the uh, bishops as a body in, in general uh, did not believe in demons, that would not surprise me. It's pretty insane to think about, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, praise be to God. I hope, I hope many bishops, I hope many priests accept the call and join Vigano in that uh, prayer fasting and praying the particular prayers of exorcism by, I think he said Leo the Thirteenth. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken, that'd be amazing. Uh, <laughs> Don says, "If if we had a worldwide exorcism, Washington D.C. would be empty." <laughs> <laughs> hey, ouch! <laughs> Maybe what if? Okay, or so mass conversion. You know, be that would be this would be a great like fiction novel. Mm-hmm. Um, like if all the bishops in the world, all the uh, all the uh, exorcists in the world, all do a mass exorcism on the entire world, and like. A fifth or a tenth of the people on the planet just vanish. 
because it turns out they were manifestations of demons that took on a human form. Yes. Oh. And you're just like, what? That'd be what? crazy. Mic drop. Hey, Carlos. Praise be to God. Is Carlos a brand new comment? I do believe so. What? Carlos. Welcome. God love you. Good morning. Thank you. Good morning. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. Yes. Amen. We love our first time commenters. I'd love to know where you're from, Carlos. Let us know. Uh, but Carlos says he brings holy water to work and constantly blessing the work area. Yes. Yay and amen. That is awesome. I like to do that with my uh, <laughs> my property, my house, my family. I, I go outside and uh, use exercise salts and uh, and holy water around the property all the time. And uh, why, what are you laughing at now? William said, uh, I just joined the Fed Up with Ugly Churches group on Facebook. What a train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I am promoting. Uh, I'm promoting bad things. Um, but it's, I, it's you know, it's not my fault. I didn't build the churches. Blame the bishops. We're just taking pictures of them. <laughs> just taking pictures of them. Uh, wow. Susan Weber says one needs to believe in hell to believe in demons. <coughs> <coughs> what? Oh, what? Sorry, Nothing. Was, was I didn't say anything. You had a little bit I'm, of a sorry. cough there. Yeah, I got a little something in my throat. Do you, you know, still, use the cough button, my friend. Got, I, hold on. Give me ten minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hold on. <laughs> Okay, Colin, going. Okay, uh, are you? Are you <laughs> okay, got it. Are you better? Yeah. Oh, like God, you is man. Okay. Oh wow. Uh, when my family went to an Airbnb, my mom brought. She always brings holy exercised water and salt in yes, the car with her. Exactly. And uh, my aunt can uh, like she can sense. Um, uh, I guess. Uh, spiritual and so she was like she didn't tell anyone except for my mom and then so my mom silently <laughs> went into the car and just went everywhere and started. Um, blessing the whole house with holy yes. water, holy salt. And then that night, um, my aunt said that she couldn't sleep because um, the ghosts of the house were saying that they were scared of the mo- the rosaries my mom placed everywhere. Amen. Um, <laughs> so. Yes, praise be to God. You know, um, I know uh, we were talking about getting the uh, the gentleman who who uh, is a steward of this statue. And oh. Adrian, you were saying there was a story of where the statue of Our Lady, the Pilgrim statue of Our Lady yes. Fatima, was out in front of a Satanist. Oh my and they oh, were, wow. and this is they a were great story. They tell us that story. Okay, so this is super cool. Um, he, so he wasn't even at this event, but he, the TFP was taking the uh, the statue with them on a campaign, uh, protesting the Satanist group. Uh, I'm trying to remember what it was specifically. They were, I think, it was a the Satanic Temple was going to. They trying to. They were trying to petition to take down a giant. Uh, cross and Ten Commandments plaque that was in the front of a of a small town, and the and the Satanists came in saying, "You can't have that. We can't uh, have an established religion." And so the TFP went out to protest the Satanists and brought Our Lady of Fatima, the miraculous pilgrim statue, out to pray with them. And the Satanist, uh, whenever they were starting to, whenever they saw Our Lady show up, so the way the TFP does it, it's super cool. So they have all the guys set up already, and then they get all lined up. And then they start singing the uh, Marian songs, hymns, and uh, the Salve, and as the people start carrying her in. So everything's already set up. There's like a, it's like, like a way, uh, like a march way for the Our Lady to process into the area. And they start singing as she comes in. And as Our Lady gets into position, one of the Satanists yells at, yells at them and says, um, Why is she always here crushing our head? And uh, and I was like, whoa, that's incredible! Like, out of like the uh, mouth of the enemy, yes, hostile exactly. witness. Hashtag truth. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, man. You know, I I, uh, I met a priest years ago. I went to go visit the parish. He was pastor at, and he and I were talking, 
And uh, it's a unique situation because literally in the parking lot of this Catholic parish is a Freemason lodge. Let that sink in. Mm-hmm. Wow. In the, and uh, it, was a, it was a dirty deal done many years before this uh, where the property was sold to the diocese. Like the, it was just like, you know, like kind of like a mob deal. They were like, uh, you know, I'm going to make you an offer you can't refuse, that kind of thing. Mm. And uh, so here he is, the pastor of this parish with Freemasons in the parking lot. Um, awkward. Well, so what he does is he, he'll spend his days praying the rosary, walking the property, and he, he takes uh, miraculous medals, which he's blessed, and he throws them over the fence. That's hilarious. Into the property of the Freemasons. It's like says, grenades. He says every every week or whatever, when they come to mow the property, the, the, the contractor comes and mows the property, all you hear is the is the miraculous metals banging off the walls <laughs> of, the, of the lodge because it's a, it's a tin building, like a tin-sided building. Oh, wow. So you, all you hear is ting, ting, ting from all the miraculous metals. Dang. You know, it's like bullets b- hitting banging, them. Exactly. <laughs> banging up against the... The, the Masonic Lodge is crazy. Carlos oh. says he's from Annunciation Catholic Church. I'm guessing that's here in Houston. Praise I'm be assuming, God. yes. Oh, and I, awesome. I'm a knight of Columbus there. Yeah. So. Are you? I. Yeah, I was about to as say, as I think I. you always are. Although, um, I, go, I am going to be transferring to Regina Shaley. Ah, mm. uh, Pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the my buddy Zachariah, he's a TFP member. He said when he was growing up, and he I started doing this after he was telling me the story. He said his parents used to tell them whenever they were kids, and when you pass by a Freemason lodge, because uh, you're usually you mean usually you're driving. He said he should, they would bang on their dashboard. They go one holy Catholic and apostolic church. Uh, every time they pass by a uh, Freemason lodge, as a as a rebuke of the Freemasons, wow. as a reaffirmation of the creed and of a uh, and a prayer against the Freemasons. Really? That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I never heard of that. So I started doing. Yeah, it's not a, it's not a TFP practice, but Mr. Zachariah is in the TFP, and he was telling me that that's what his parents used to do when he was growing up. And so uh, yeah. I started doing that. It's it's pretty cool. I love Interesting. it. Interesting. Wow. No kidding. Now tomorrow. Tomorrow, we're going to have Jonathan Weisson. He is the producer of the film Mass of the Ages. Now, we've interviewed the, the director. Mm-hmm. We've, we've interviewed the, uh, the guy behind the film. We've interviewed the director of the film. And now we're going to interview the producer of the film. So, it comes out over the weekend? Yes. It comes out this Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. I'm super excited about this movie. I'm going to be in Ohio when it comes out, and I'm going to try to set up uh, the TV. I'm going to try to hook up. I'm going to bring a computer so I can hook it up, uh, HDMI to the hotel room TV so I can watch it um, from my hotel room on Sunday. But yes, it's I'm super excited for it. Uh, I'm really looking forward to interviewing him tomorrow because I'm super curious about uh, distribute how it's going to be distributed. They've been right. putting a lot of money into marketing and uh, how to get this into theaters. I know they were talking about hosting, uh, having wanting people to host uh, watch parties, and I was like, how on earth? Because I was looking into it, and I couldn't find too much information from like AMC. Uh, how on earth do we rent a movie theater to show private movies that? Yeah, you I, can. I know yeah. you can. Yeah. I just don't know how. Well, you um, you contact the theater and they 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 sell you a package. Usually, it's based on attendance. There's like a, a fee per size of of auditorium, and then you can either charge or give it away for free. It's your choice. But you book that space, and uh, you bring in your DVD, or you can. I think, you bring in your DVD. Well, th- that in the past, that's how they would do it. You bring in a DVD, but I'm I'm willing to bet you could probably stream it. 
uh, there too. But you would just call the theater, local theater, and say, "Hey, I want to book a theater uh, to show a film." And um, I don't know what hoops they would ask you to jump through if, for, like, say, copyright infringement. Right. Or whatever. So that's what I was. That's what I was wondering because but I was looking. Just work with the producers. I was looking at the. Uh, I think it was Cinemark. Yeah, I was looking at Cinemark's website, and they were had an option for it, and they were like, they were asking all this information about the movie yeah. to make sure you have the rights to show it. Because I was like, that's why I was like, you can just bring a DVD because I, I yeah. think you have to have certain viewing rights you do there's um, no question but so i was gonna i, I mean, wanted to ask about but how the medium in that. which you are going to show it it may be easiest to have it on dvd you're not you're mm. not beholden to to internet bandwidth right, and all right. that um but i'm sure jonathan probably has already thought about this so we should ask him tomorrow yeah that, that's my question um, that'd be a question for him but yeah it's definitely possible uh i would encourage it and I, back when the fatima the uh, 13th day came out from ignatius press this was, I don't know, 2009, 2010? What year did that come out? 13th day. 11, 12? I forget. Uh, but I booked, I, I paid for a license through Ignatius Press to show that film, and I did two showings. I did one here at the Charismatic Center downtown. We had about 260 people show up, and I rented a popcorn machine. I bought concessions, and I made it feel like a movie theater as best I could. In fact, they have a setup there that made that easy. Mm -hmm. upstairs and we had a great showing and then i showed it again at, at a conference with uh i don't know 700 people or something it was wonderful so great opportunities to do cool things check it out but that's tomorrow morning praise be to jesus next week there's four days we are not going to be in studio but we do have unique content for you we have father frankovich a retired exorcist priest patrick coffin is back on the show gabriel castillo is back on the show and we'll let you know who else but next week is going to be unique we'll talk more about that tomorrow and tomorrow is your chance to say goodbye to janelle it's your chance to embarrass her as much as humanly possible with charity of course uh during the after show we'll, we'll do that so uh please check back tomorrow nicola praise be to god thanks for hanging out with us viva and the rest of you, God love you, God bless you. Do us a favor, share us widely, and make sure to be on the CDT Insider email list at grnonline.com forward slash CDT. God love you, God bless you. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Thank you for joining us.